0: Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home.
1: Today we're going to be taking a communion um, for you guys visiting and all that stuff. We've been um, prepping and pushing towards, we're going to take our time, I'll let you do the buckets, but we've been prepping and pushing towards 21 days of transformation, 21 days Fasting, praying, seeking God. You might want to get in on some of the the fast corporately. There's there's information about all of it. What kind of fast? How do I get involved? Do I believe fasting? Do I believe fasting is for you? Yeah, I do. Um what level you fast, I believe that's personal. What you fast, I believe that's personal. Um, what you do in this time, I believe that's personal. But I do encourage you to sacrifice in the arena of fasting, and especially in the arena of food a little bit. I believe this reason why Jesus thought it was, I don't think it's going to change you at all. I, I don't think it's going to change God. It's going to change you. And what it's going to do is it's going to develop you to say no to you. We usually don't say no to us. You know what I mean But I, We usually just, hey, okay, I'm down. You're getting a season of saying no to yourself. Um, That's not easy, but it's doable. I don't believe the commitment is like Oh, you know, it's like a genie thing. Like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to get my wishes. No, it's about consecrating your life. And I really believe in this season of fast, what this one's about is you're going to break the soul barrier and tap into the glory of God. Because your soul could sometimes kind of hinder the transformation process because it's rejecting, because it hasn't maybe been disciplined or transformed. I think it's going to help. Today, I'm going to give you some principles about it. Make some serious decisions about it. I believe 2020 can be the greatest year of your life. It's just gonna take little steps to transform it. You can do it. You're well able to do it. There's an excitement in it. But here's the greatest thing. This is about you, your family, generations to come. I mean, the kids' kids. I believe that. I believe that God is so serious about what he's spoken to me and you, in uh, the word, and personally, he's gonna do it. Sometimes you just need... To agree with him and walk it out, even though you maybe don't see the result of what you're doing when you're doing. Because vision, man, let me tell you, I don't I don't like resolutions. I'm just gonna help just stay with me. I don't like resolutions, I don't like habits, I don't even like discipline for discipline say I can't really get into goals. I don't I I mean, also there's one powerful decision you need to make. It's called vision. Vision, I believe, is the most powerful force on the face of the earth to change your life, because without you're not going to get discipline without vision. It's going to be vision first. The Bible says without a vision, the people perish kind of like thing. Because what basically it says is, without vision, the people can't see where they're going. NIV kind of reads a little better. It says where there is no vision, the people cast off restraint. That means where there's no sight, people just don't have any restraint. They live reckless. Does that make sense? like I don't care what time I get up. Vision tells you what time to get up. I don't care who I hang out with. Vision tells me who I could hang out with, how long I could stay. You see, vision. Without vision, you just walk around like, hey, okay, I'll just hang out with it. No, no, no. When vision's on uh, direct and you understand, it'll make you get up and do things when you can't see it. Other people can't see what you see. Other people don't understand what you're saying. Why are you like this? Because vision is compelling me to get somewhere. So when the vision is connected with the law of faith, you could change the world, but you got to get vision. Now, vision is personal, found from the Word of God. You have personal visions. But guess what? You know what I mean by that? There's certain things that you need to accomplish in the earth, so you write your vision out. You know? Make it plain, make it simple. Some of you got a business vision. Some of you got a life vision. Some of you got stuff. I don't know what it is, but get vision. And if you don't get any kind of vision at all, then get vision from the Word of God. Just grab some vision. Just really understand it. You know, it's some write it down, make it plain. They that read really it can run with it. I understand that, but you got to get it plain so you can run with it. It's got to be plain to you. I could come in there and spit, vision, vision, you know church building, casting. Yeah, look, people don't run with that. They only run with what they could see. If I don't cut it down in bite-sized pieces, you can't run with it. See? So per, this is about you personally. What do we want to do? Husbands and wives, get together. Sit down. And I'm, I'm telling you, I'm really adamant about this. And I, and I know you guys don't do this. And you single people don't worry about what I'm talking about. Just pray you get the right one. Married people, remember this. I don't want to say anything to get in trouble. No. Just you gotta love your wife. Come on, right? Come on. You know what I'm saying? Love your wife. Can't be with the one you want, honey. Love the one you're with. Come on, somebody. <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed to laugh. You guys are a tough audience today. No jokes. My jokes wouldn't go. That was good. That was funny, right? Come on. I want you husbands and wives. I want you getting together. I know she prays and then he prays, but I need you together. Go sit down. Where are we going? 2020. Hello. What are we doing? 2020. What do we believe in God for? 2020. What are we going to see in the family? 2020. Perks. You single guys, sit there and go, woo. Here's where I'm going. <laughs> I'm telling you, I ain't playing. This is true, man. How, you know what? I got. I, I took the cross. I'm not going to do that. I'm breaking the props around here. Those. I took that. It's bent now because of me. I took the cross out. I said, look, if you're not going to fast and if you're not going to fast and join in and pray, you can't be that lazy not to put a prayer request up on a cross. This is people unbelievable. I said, if you're going to fast and pray for me, and you said you fasted and praying, I'll be like, I'll give you, a, I'll send you a thesis of prayer that you can pray. You want, you're going to pray for me, and you're going to fast and pray, and, and you're going to be sucking everything through a straw and starving and wailing on the altar of God. And you going to be, I'll be like, hey, praise, praise God. Here, here's my prayer request. Here, here's my one prayer request. I'll, I'll be sending you uh, uh, journals, journals of prayers. These people over here, you think we should put a paper up on the board and go for it, Mary? I was like, you people, dead. I felt like slapping them at 9 o'clock. I was like, if you don't put a prayer request up, I might knock you in the head. Get up there. People going to pray. Miss Kathy, you know, is going to pray, and the prayer team is going to pray. I was like, my business mind kicked in. I was like, somebody's going to fast and pray for me, and I might not even be participating. I am, but I'm thinking if i was sitting there in a seat like you, I'm not even going to participate in this. But you going to fast and pray for me? I'd have five prayer requests up there. See what I'm saying? you got to release faith. I know you're going to participate, but some people, come on. Release your faith somewhere, guys. 2020 ain't going to be no different unless you do something different. Did you pull it in? Okay, so why do we do this stuff? now we get into it. See, I'm, 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 hey, you should have seen how many people show, how many people were over there, right? There are people like they got rebuked a little bit in love. They're like, "Oh, give me a paper." They were lined up over there. I got prayer requests in my pockets. I got some. I got your stuff. And here's the thing. Here's the thing too. If it's personal and you want to, I told you this last week. That's why you got to go to church. Put it in an envelope. Give it to me. If you give it to me, I got it. I'm going to pray over all them anyway, because I'm, I'm adamant about the office. I'm not going to come here and try to qualify myself. God already qualified me. I know the office I stand in. Okay? So I got no problem knowing my job. So give me your stuff. Is it going to make a difference? You better believe it. Give me your stuff if you want me to have it. Leave it on the board. I'm going to get it. If it's something personal, you want somebody reading it, they hand it, the people hand it to me. They nobody in the world going to know what they are but me. That's your own business. You might have something you need a breakthrough in. I don't care what you give me. I'm going to be loaded up and get it. So give it to me. You ain't going to move me if you hand me a stack like this. I might, I'm might. i going to pull a shambok and strap them to me and walk around for three weeks. Tape them to my body. I'm just going to lay in here and Albert and pray in tongues. <laughs> Pastor Chris, you silly. I'm not silly. I'm serious. There's a difference. Silly is one thing. Serious is a whole new game. But I'm serious. I'm trying to get you. I got my first quote. Ready? Right? Abraham Lincoln said this. He said, if you gave me six hours to cut down a tree, I'd spend four hours sharpening my axe. Fasting is about you becoming spiritually sharp. That's what it's about. Look at this scripture right here. Fasting, number one, why are we doing it? Look at what it says here in Ecclesiastes 10 and 10. This is great. NIV. If the axe is dull and its edge unsharpened, more strength is needed, but skill will bring success. Sharpen that axe. You are getting ready to sharpen your tools for 2020. You're going to be sharp. That's what fasting does. It sharpens me, puts my spiritual edge back. How many of you know we get a little dull because we're dealing with life? Now, that doesn't mean you're dull. And don't get, don't get hard on yourself, guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, I went through some stuff in 2019. Yeah, you did. And it dulled you a little bit. And it's okay because we got to go through life. We got to go through the things of life. We're going to make, how many we made, don't raise your hand. We made some mistakes. Okay, get over it. We didn't perform great. Okay, get over it. It wasn't the best year. Okay, great. But we got a little dull. We got a little bit dull. And anybody knows that a sharp ax makes easy work. Come on. So we want to sharpen our spiritual life again when we get sharp with the this. We know we need to get sharp with because once we get that edge back, come on, we're going to be running at a better pace of life. And life sometimes isn't easy we get a little dull, it gets a little rough, it gets a little hard, and some of it is, okay, look, some of it, you did it to yourself. It was self-affliction, okay? But that's okay, because we're forgiven, and God's forgot about it, and you should forget about it too, and you need to get sharp and make this next year the best year, because the rest of my life, it's going to be the best of my life. How are you going to make that happen? I'm going to get a plan, I'm going to lay this thing out. I'm going to get some vision. I'm going to change this thing. But I'm not going to be dull in 2020. I'm going to be overcoming in 2020. See that? Praise be to God. you got to pull that in now. Now listen to this, right? Okay, now here's a big one too. I thought about this, right? Every believer loses the edge from time to time. And sharpening that ax, putting the edge back on is what is needed. That's what happens. All right. Now watch this one. If Jesus could have done what he did on earth without fasting... If Jesus could have done what he did on this earth without fasting, then why did the Holy Spirit lead him into the wilderness for forty days and forty nights? So if Jesus needed to fast, I might need to fast. Now I'm not making fat. Listen, man, doctrinally, you can't go strapping people to this for long periods of time. I think it's just good for your flesh. You know what I'm saying? Do you think fasting and praying, you know, scripturally, you know what? You know, you say, "Well, you fast and pray more. You're gonna be up." No, 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 no. It just makes you spiritually alert. Does that make sense? There ain't no, there ain't no miracle uh, 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 movement of fasting and praying. This is you just subjecting yourself to hear clear. Is that all right? You don't gonna build a discipline in this because some people take everything to the extreme. Just living the thing of me subjecting my flesh is going to give me more clarity. I'm going to talk about all that. Here's why. look what he said. Jesus said this, and I just want you to look at this. And that's Matthew 4 and 1. I'm going to skip over. I'm going to go to Matthew 4 and 1 in the message. And I want them to see that one. Next, Jesus was taken into the wild by the Spirit to be tested. You see that? Look at and the devil was ready to give it to him. See, every time you go to go, sometimes you get spiritually in position sometimes when life just needs to be navigated. He was being led. See, Jesus got led into the spirit. And he had to learn when he was in that thing how to spiritually pick up his, I would say, his spiritual leading of weaponry, right? Because you all know the devil came and tempted him. He tested him at his weakest moment. And that's where you get some certain breakthroughs you can't get anywhere else because you're in a spot where you could hear clearer than you ever heard before. So Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights and then came the devil to tempt him. And you all know what Jesus' answer was. And he said, what? He said, if you are God. Funniest thing about the devil, he's always questioning you what God already made you to be. Funniest thing, didn't you hear heaven say, the devil's a trickster. If you are the son of God, I would have been, like, been a smart guy. Didn't you hear heaven just say, I'm the son of God? No, I got to really, I really want to make sure you believe what he said about you. See, the devil's always going to challenge you about everything God already said about you. That's why sometimes you got to just sit still and tell him what is written. Can you really do that? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Are you really going to overcome that? My faith has overcome the world. You think you got the greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world? You really believe you're that kind of person? If God be for me, nobody could be against me. You really think God is true? God is not a man that he should lie. Nor the son of man, he needs to repent about something he wrote. Come on, somebody. See what I'm saying? You got to have that word coming out your mouth. But how many you know, what's the hardest thing to do in your weakest moment? Speak the word. Because you don't got to, watch this, because it doesn't come by default. It comes by choice. You got to choose to speak the word. Because you, by default, junk's going to come out of your mouth. By choice, the word of God's got to come out of your mouth. That's where you get the spiritual strength for the battles of life. You're going to get them early. So six months from now, you're going to be like, I know what to do now because I'm developed in my faith in this arena of change. So fasting is very important. Why do I think fasting is important? I love what he says here. <laughs> this one this one kind of hurt a little bit. We're going to skip ahead. It produces a great level of focus. Write that down. It produces a great level of focus. Fasting produces a great level of focus. Not, not only do we need to fast to get our edge back, to get our sharpening, sharpening our edge back, or getting sharp. We need to fast. <laughs> Why do we need to fast? We need to fast to get focused. Tell I me, mean, you know, you start fasting, you can get focused real quick. Cause that Krispy Kreme sign is gonna start talking audibly to you. <laughs> I don't even like them donuts for crying out loud. But trust me, I'm gonna ride by that Nova Road. That sign's gonna be like, hey, where you been? Hot donuts right now. Uh, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You start fasting. The minute you start fasting, you wanna eat stuff you didn't even want to eat for 30 years. You know what I'm saying? Everything, you're like, I want Burger King. You ain't ate Burger King in 20 years. You're like, Burger King, I don't even know what Burger King got. Now they got meat, meat meatless. I don't even know what Burger King got. I would see the commercials. You're craving the stupidest stuff in the world. Tell your body it can't have it. Watch your body tell you it wants it. Go ahead. Remember that Brother Norville story? (laughs) I love that story tell. About smoking cigarettes. Remember that one? We were with we Brother Norval, and he was there too. Brother Norval said he started smoke, he was smoking, he was smoking, uh, he was smoking camels. I told you this story. He's smoking cigarettes. Well, he grew up in tobacco country and all that stuff in Tennessee. All that stuff. He's smoking cigarettes. And the Lord, once he got saved, he said, cut it out. No more smoking them cigarettes. And if you smoke cigarettes, chill out. Don't, it's bad for you to quit. You know what I mean? Stop that stuff. It's not good. Quit because it's not good for your lungs. Now God's cool with you, but just quit that mess because you can hurt your body. You know you don't want to do that anymore. I know it's hard, but maybe that's what you fast. Give up them cigarettes. Stop buying them and give your money to the Lord. There you go, right there. Okay. <laughs> so he tells the story. I love it. I love it. Right? He, I, you heard this story, but I don't care. It's funny. He's smoking. He's smoking, and he was smoking camel. Wasn't he smoking camels? Yeah. No, no, no. That's what he say. He was smoking. He was. Well, yeah, yeah. He was smoking them camel. He smoking. I'll, I'll screw it up, but don't worry about it. He's smoking camel. And he said. He said. And he said, okay, I'm putting them cigarettes down. And like two minutes later, his body. Said, give me a camel. Give me a camel. I said, no, I ain't giving you no camel. Three minutes later, five minutes later, camel, give me a camel, give me a camel, give me a camel, give me a camel. And he said, No, I ain't giving you no camel. And his body, right, hour into this thing, he's sweating it out, right, or something. He's like, Man, he's like, I don't know, I'm not picking up those cigarettes. And his flesh goes, I want a camel. He said, He could almost hear it on the inside. I want a camel. And he said, You ain't getting no camel. And his body said, Okay, give me a Marlboro then. <laughs> ain't that your flesh? That's the best story, ain't it? It'll get firm about give me a camel, but it's like you don't want to get okay, I'll take a Marlboro. (laughs) Whip me out of Newport, bro. We'll go mental. I don't really care. Come on. You see, your will compromise. See what it'll do? You see it though? It's a great principle. You see what your flesh is doing? Well, okay, you won't give me that. Well then give me this. You won't give me that, give me this. You won't get it'll compromise, but if you'll stand firm, you'll overcome. You know what I'm saying? You'll overcome it. But it ain't easy because you're gonna have to resist. How many know it's hard to resist when your flesh is weak? you got to get your flesh strong. And the only way you get your flesh strong is you got to crucify it a little bit. Because you even said crucify your flesh means what? Don't give your body what it wants. You can't give your body what it wants. If you keep feeding something, you get a taste for it. You get a craving for it. If you cut it off, you won't need it no more. See what I'm saying? So some of you might need some spiritual strength. Maybe there's some stuff you need to overcome. Fasting is going to help you do that. It brings your focus back. Everybody say, my focus is coming back. Look at Matthew 6.16. Look at this. Moreover, this is the best part. Everybody read the first part out loud. Moreover, when you fast. Stop. Not if you fast. Not sometimes. Come on. When you fast. That means what? That means it's part of your life. I think fasting should be spirit-led. Write that down. Now, someone say, Well, I feel spirit led not to do this fast. <laughs> not now. Not now. But in your daily, <laughs> this is corporate. It's different. It's corporate. You understand? But how many of you know throughout the year you might feel like big decisions, clarity of purpose? Sometimes you ever just feel like, man, I think the Lord's asking me to fast. That's usually not first response from anybody in the church. But how many of you know if you hear it? It's probably not the devil, okay? <laughs> Two things the devil never talks to you about giving money and fasting. Give a $1,000. Get behind me saying that is not the Lord. <laughs> right? Money and fasting. God. Some of you are like, I can't fast. My sugar is going low already. I can feel it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pastor Chris, I'm going to get dizzy. I'm dizzy right now. I'm dizzy right now. No, it's going to be okay. Ask the Lord. You don't have to go like fully in. This is why I gave you the paperwork. It's a partial fast. It's a, a, I think social media is a big one. I know scripturally, like, I'm going to say something. Somebody said, well, you know, fasting needs to be fasting because fasting needs to be, the, you know, the, the food. It's just the food. I just go slow, man. We're not living in the days of sandals and robes. Time out now. Don't get mad at me. Just hear me, okay? Please understand me. I'm down. I understand. The food, I think people got a phone addiction more than they got a food addiction. I'm just being straight. I, I guarantee you if I told some people, you give up the phone or you give up the food, they're like, give me, give me, forget about eating, bro. I'll suck it through a straw, man. I'm not getting off Instagram. I'm I'm not being mean. Please hear me. We're in a we're not saying we're not saying we understand the concept, but that's just as much my soul as food. We're addicted to this stuff, man. We live in a generation that the world's never seen. what is it two two minutes of t- attention? Not even. It's statistically proven we can't even pay attention for like periods of time. We can't focus because we're like. What's the first thing most people do to get up? How about you saying, I'm not even going to touch that stupid thing till I go spend time with God. And I understand we got to do stuff, but come on, guys. You understand what I'm saying? I don't know, man. I'm just saying. I'm not trying to be like, I'm not trying to like, I'm not cross-graining what the Word says. I understand you have to give up the flesh, but isn't giving up the phone giving up your flesh? I think it is. I guarantee you there's more people. I'm going to say something. Don't, just hear me. I guarantee you more people are getting divorced because of a phone, not because of food. Because you don't pay attention to me no more because you're stuck in this stupid thing all day. I went the other day. I'm watching people sit down. Nobody looked up. Sitting there, people. Sitting at the table, I ain't even paying attention. You're addicted to that thing. Go put it down for 20 minutes. See, watch yourself. Watch people. You ever people watch? I can't get out of the thing. Put it down. Like, what happened in a minute? Nothing. You ain't that important. You might have missed something. Come on, I'm, just, I'm not knocking it, guys. Find your place. God might talk to you about it. Do it, okay? See that? So what What do he say? When you fast. Oh, great. Jesus did it. Everybody say this. Look at your neighbor say, Jesus did it, and you got it too. <laughs> look at your neighbor say, Jesus did it, you got to do it too. So it's not a matter of uh, 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 if I do it. It's a matter of when we're going to do it. And everybody say, look at your neighbor now say, it's when? <laughs> when right now? <laughs> it's we in. Now, you don't have to join us. That's okay. You don't have to participate, but we wish you would. Here we go. The goal of fasting is to draw near to God. Write that down. The goal of fasting is to draw near to God. Biblical fasting always had to do with eliminating distractions for spiritual purposes. We are going to eliminate distraction for spiritual purposes. It's like hitting a reset button. It hits the reset button of our soul and renews us from the inside out. We hit the reset button of our soul and it renews us from the inside out and enables us to celebrate the goodness and mercy of God and prepares our hearts for all the good things He desires to bring into our lives. Got it? See it? Okay, so here, just write this down, number three. Why should I fast? Okay, okay. Yeah, that sounds good, Pastor Chris, but give me some more proof than what's this going to, like, I know, what's, this, what's, what's in it for me? <laughs> and I don't think God's got a problem with what's in it for me. Why, it's like almost having a vision for it. What should I expect in fasting? What should, I, what, should I, what should I be anticipating while I fast? Let's just say that these are vision points. If I'm going to do it, what do I expect? If I'm doing something, I don't know why. When it shows up, how would I even know to be like, oh, there it is. Number one, or A, Fasting brings you into greater intimacy. It brings greater intimacy with God. How many of you want some of that? Yeah. I want greater intimacy with God. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Bring my love walk with God at a greater level. Well, how in the world is that going to happen? Because you're going to get conscious of Him. Because everything you need is already in you. I really believe this. I want to show you. I think fasting works on the soul. I really do. It works on the soul, and it softens it. So the glory that's in you, could kind of transform it I'm telling you it does because my mind starts thinking about him, my will, my focus everything starts going towards things of God and you get so conscious you almost you almost wake up out of it's all, it's like a great awakening happens like what have I been doing all the while because you almost need you need the spiritual life force to help you make it because you're really in a state of brokenness because you know unless a grain of wheat falls in the ground and dies it abides alone you're basically deadening yourself in areas that need to be deadened. Which is good though. Because why? Because when we deny our carnal nature in order to fulfill the desires of God, what He wills for our lives can be found through fasting and prayer. Our spirit and our soul experience joy in fasting. It's, it, it, now watch this is so good. It is a decision to momentarily die to our flesh to fulfill the greater things of God. It is it is it is through fasting and prayer, our spirit is on. It is a decision to momentarily die to our flesh to fulfill the greater things of God. So I'm not giving my flesh what it wants. And in my spiritual dying to my flesh, I'm revealing to me the greater things of God. Does that make sense? Did you pull that in? Here, B, we surrender physically. We surrender physical comfort to gain spiritual clarity. We surrender physical comfort to gain spiritual clarity. So, what are we doing? We're surrendering spiritual comfort to gain spiritual clarity. We are surrendering physical comfort. Physical comfort comes from this food thing, right? To produce what? Gain spiritual clarity. So, why am I doing this? I want spiritual clarity. You can look all throughout the Bible. Fasted and prayed, separate me, uh, unto me, Paul, and Barnabas for the work of the ministry. Clarity, decision-making, releasing, big decisions, spiritual stuff, ministry stuff, your life. Where are you are supposed to be? What are you supposed to be doing? Where are you supposed to be connected? Oh, I told you all this. I told you this. I've been telling you this. Find, find church. Some of you know, you're like, oh, first of the year, I'm going to go find church. You know what I mean? You don't find church. Church finds you. You don't get to go where you want to go. You go where God assigns you to go. It's a discovery. Here's what I always know. I knew this from day one. If you're not called to me, I can't keep you. And if you're not, listen, if you're called here, if you're called here, you can't leave. If you're not called here, you can't stay. Simple. But there's some spiritual sin. I went to church last year four times. That ain't going to cut it, bro. That don't cut it you gotta, you got to give something in this thing for spiritual life. So if you got to trust my voice, or go find somebody to go trust, because i got to listen to somebody in life. See what I'm saying? So we're saying, man, we got to talk about spiritual stuff. How am I going to get sharp if I don't get the word? How am I going to get this if I don't get that? See what I'm saying? Some big decisions you got to make. How about business? I tell you this all. You're going to go buy something? I tell you all the time. Some of you guys are smart enough to come to me and talk to me about the big stuff. Like job career stuff. Chris, you came. He came before he started the whole business thing. We came, we went and talked about it. So I like it. He liked it. Remember, we made that shift? He's like, let's talk about it. So let's talk about it. I'm not here to poke holes in your destiny. I'm trying to get you there. You did it. I'm thinking about starting a company. Good. Praise be to God. You did it. What do you mean? What, come on. What, what, I'll tell you what I'll do now. Let's fast and pray a little bit if I didn't know. If I didn't have clarity, green light, and I didn't know what to do, I'm like, hey, let's sit on it for a minute. Let's take a day and get sensitive to the Lord. We'll cut out a little bit. Brother Hagin, my God in heaven. I sound Brother Hagin be like, he's like, now listen, Brother Hagin only fasted short, but when he had to make big decisions, he'd put off a meal or two and go get sensitive to the Lord. You know that? Yeah. Because sometimes you need clarity in things you can't get clarity on, and you just need to get a little bit more sensitive. That don't mean fasting does anything. You just hear better. God's been talking all the while. You just ain't been clear to hear. Because we get busied. Flesh gets strong, it gets loud. It's loud, man, makes noise. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying. So clarity, does that make sense? We're trying to do this. Social media, a lot of stuff. Here we go, ready? Produces discipline. Write it down. Produces, I'm going to give you a bunch of these. It produces discipline. It's, ex, it was an, expe, it, and, it, and, and biblically, it's an expected discipline. Does that make sense? It produces discipline, and it is an expected discipline. That God doesn't want you getting too fleshy because the minute you get fleshy, you get carnal. You, ever, you, know, listen, you know, carnal in your thinking isn't good because it outweighs what you could do spiritually. Carnal in your behavior isn't good because it leads you down the wrong path. If someone has got power over you, like, listen, now don't get mad at me. But if you got some sort of addiction and you can't get free, you better go fast and pray about that thing. That's the first thing you need to put on there because anything's got you bound. Look, whatever you can't walk away from, you got a problem with I'm just going to tell you right now, if you can't put that bottle down, man, something ain't right. Look, Pastor Chris Meadows, you one of them kind of preachers? You better believe it, bro. I know pablin pumping puppeteer. I'll tell you that right for now. Well, what's the matter? What are you trying to say? You trying to condemn me? I ain't condemning you about nothing. But if something's got you more than you got it, it's got you. If you can't put it down, you got a problem with it. If You can't stop doing it, you got a problem with it. Well, don't tell me what I got a problem with. Too late, already did. And I ain't taking it back. I'm not knocking you, I'm just telling you I love you. If something's got power over you that it makes you make decisions in life and you don't make decisions over it and it's making decisions for you, look, put it away. Get some help. Work this stuff. I, and don't look at me like that. I know some of you eating pills you shouldn't be eating, God knows what else. You got to put this stuff away. Get victory over it. I'm not picking on you. I understand? I love you, but I don't preach that baby gospel stuff. The grace of God is not weakness. The grace of God is power and strength for you to be an overcomer, not to be weak. There ain't nothing weak about Jesus. You don't just come in this thing because everybody, everybody loves the person of Jesus. Oh, he's a God of love. He's the God of love. Butterflies and rainbows. God of love. God of love. Be quiet. He's the God of principle. Fulfill the principles. That's where you get strong. He's the God of love. He never changes being loved, but he's the God of principles. When you start meeting those principles, you'll start getting the results. Nothing should have power over you. You have power over it. Now, listen, you might be struggling right now. We're going to help you in your struggle, but I ain't going to keep you. Ain't, you shouldn't be struggling for 10 years. Come on, man. Let's go. Let's put the work in. Let's get this thing figured out. We can help. That's why I got prayer team. That's why Miss Kathy, the word lady gave love. She's been praying. They've been praying. They pray. Everybody pray. The leadership all pray. Everybody prays around this place. Why do you think they're praying? Go in there and see them. Let them lay hands on you. Help you. Lead you. Guide you. Get you a script. I don't want to tell nobody what I'm struggling with. That's your first mistake. Don't you be an island to yourself. Don't ever become an island to yourself. Go tell somebody. Go find one of the guys in here if you're a guy. Go, hey, man, you look like a pretty trusting guy. I'll talk to you. Go see one of these guys in leadership. They'll help right? Helps your humility. Write that down. Boy, it'll help your humility. It will because, you know, hum- hum- humble just means this. You know, humble ain't this like wormy, messed up stuff. It means like to withdraw, surrender, submit, You become humble. You're going to get humble in heart fasting. You really are. You know, you're going you're gonna to get hangry. You know, you're going to get a little hangry. You ever see that commercial? Hangry. You know what that means? You got hunger and anger at the same time combined. And you get a little snippy. You know what I'm saying? You're like, you're like starving. You're like, I'm going to hurt somebody. So God help me. Jesus! I'm going to hurt somebody. All you people on the Daniel fast, I promise you, you're going to hate squirrels about three, four days into this. I see another nut. I'm going to knock somebody out. So you're gonna see that little squirrel in your neighborhood. He's gonna know it ain't safe, bro. I'm gonna kill you, squirrel. I'm gonna rip your head off. We're not gonna do it. Just relax. But you think like you think like eating. I'm telling you, watch this now. Some of you are like praise God. This is gonna be good. I get to eat all the nuts I want. You're gonna hate nuts. You're gonna hate everything. You're gonna hate salad. You're gonna hate oranges. You're gonna hate things. Things you never thought you'd hate. You might just start hating because you think like I'm getting to eat. Yeah, but guess what? You ain't gonna be happy eating only what you're told to eat, not what you want to eat. That's gonna be the best. You know what I'm saying? I had the one guy one time, he's like, can I blend the steak? I was like, no. He was serious. He was serious. He's like, how am I going to get my protein? I got to work out. Can I blend the steak and drink it through a straw? I said, that is disgusting, bro. You got a problem. If some of you want to really work out that hard and you got to blend the steak, you got an issue. (laughs) We're hitting it, right? We're going to hit it. And one day we're going to go work out. He's funny. I was like, I don't know, bro. We can do what we can do and we'll get it done. And he's like, I'm thinking about blending the steak. He was serious, bro. I was like, it ain't going to help you with your burpees, bro. I'll tell you that right now. You're probably going to throw up, bro. Don't be playing to no steak. Cut it out. Quit it. Okay? Stop. Understand what I'm saying. It's going to be good, but it's going to be a little bit. Watch this. It allows the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Man, that's the cool part. I got a word the other day. Saturday. I started. Because I go in early and stay late. That's my job. I go in early. Because I want to get this stuff for you. The Lord gave me some rain. He said, Phew. i said I seen it. We're going to go in this promised land and get some stuff. Because this is what the word was—greater glory. So we're going to see a greater revelation of God's glory this year. It's going to roll like a manifested spirit of God. But he told me when we were here that week, you got to break, you got to break the barrier of the soul. You got to break the barrier of the soul because the glory is in you. It's got to come through. How do you do it? You break the barrier of your soul. Your soul has to be what broken. Because remember in Psalms 143, it said, "Take my soul out of prison." Your soul is blocking back because it's done. It's just trying to get connection. Because in the heart of man is where, see, when he says 1 Peter 3, 4, to hit a man in the heart, in the heart of a new creation, Christ Jesus you, is where the spirit and soul connect. Does that make sense? So you could talk out of either pool. You can. Humans can. Only humans. You paying attention? Only humans can. God only speaks life. devil only speaks death. You could pick out of any pool. Because in the heart of man is where the connection is. So if you dip in the reservoir of the soul, you sound like humans. You dip in the spirit, you sound like a spiritual person. That's why I said bitter and sweet can only come out of one well. You dip it in wrong, but you can because you're Christian. What's going to happen when you break the barrier? You have no more limitation because you let that glory just flow through you. That's when you got agreement. That's what you got to have. You got to have agreement. You have to have soulless agreement. Your soul has a power of strength. Your soul can get to a place where it's so strong it has faith. Now you're saying now you mess, Now you're going somewhere because it has to have agreement. Because everywhere your soul. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Everywhere your mind shuts down on them promises, they stop. Jesus can't do nothing with a free will. See it? So if you're not in agreement, so Jesus could talk all day long. You just keep being a rejecter. What happens if you hear, come on, guys, you know this stuff. What happens if you hear faith but you reject what you hear? Faith ain't doing nothing for you. Faith comes by? hearing. Hearing by the? What happens if you reject what you hear to be the truth? Faith disappears. Can't stack it, can't keep it in a doggy bag. You got to release it. Faith is now. If it ain't now, it ain't faith. See it? So what are you doing? You're like, oh, yeah, praise God, I can get a break. You got to get this soul. Because it goes like this. It's like Olympic rings. Remember I told you that? Like ring one, ring two, ring three. They connect to get to body. To get to body, you got to get what? Agreement. So all this stuff's in your... Ephesians 1.3, all spiritual blessings are in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Colossians 1.24, Christ in you to hope of glory. It's in you. It's in you. Everything you need is in you. Everything you need is in you. Everything you need is in you. I just got to get what's in you, out of you, and on you. See it? But you hinder it with your what? Lack of agreement. Lack of connection. Lack of apprehension. Rejection. You don't really have as many faith problems as you have rejection problems. You're rejecting the truth you hear. It's not that you don't believe. You believe, but you what? You become a rejector because what? Usually you don't walk by faith. You walk by sight. You walk by beliefs that have been released, but then you back up on the beliefs you released because you didn't see change. It's okay. This is what's going to help you get sharp. I'm going to get my focus back. Everybody say, I'm getting my focus back. Allows the Holy Spirit to speak to me. How about this one? Let me give you another one. Fasting and prayer are. Let me just say this. Let me give you this last one, because I got a bunch, and it's a lot, and we're going to take them in. Fast, oh my gosh, we're going to go. Fasting can result in a dynamic personal revival in your own life. That's what I want right there. Fasting can produce a dynamic personal revival. That's what I'm going to fast for. I'm going to fast for, a. you know what I mean by that? A personal revival. You know what that means? You and God, boom, going to a new level. I'm going in for the personal revival. This is going to be me and God's season. Me and God are going to go great. Me and God. It's a per, I'm fasting and seeking Him for a personal revival. Amen? Okay. Now here's the elements i got to use. I'm going to give you two things. Prayer. We're going to have to have prayer. If you just fast and you don't pray, you're on a diet. Okay? I'm fasting and uh, how much prayer did you do? Not much because I kept falling asleep, passing out, and want to choke squirrels. No. you got to have prayer. Everybody say prayer. You have to produce a prayer life. And this season, and I'm going to say this, you need vision for your prayer. Don't wait. Go get a script today. I'm going to pray every morning. I'm going to pray every day, 15 minutes. I don't care if you give me five minutes of prayer and in the Word, but you prepare the day before for the day. How many of you make your lunch before you go to work? You know what I mean? How many do that make lunch before you go to work business? You know what I'm saying? You don't ever skip making that lunch now, do you? Because you prepare ahead. How many of you gonna go grocery store today? Them kids are starting school, right? You get prepared. Everybody got the snacks out. Oh, we're going back to school. You gotta have all the. You prepare. How many of you prepare for work stuff? You prepare. How many of you set up your weekly schedule? You have that house meeting, like, oh, Tuesday I'm doing, Wednesday I'm doing, Thursday. Okay, good. We got the schedule. You prepare. Don't come in this thing green, cause this thing's gonna pass you by, and you gonna be over, and you're gonna be like, I didn't even pray. I didn't uh, Monday will roll into Thursday before you blink. What are you gonna do? What's it look like? What's my prayer time look like? And where's it gonna be? Now listen to me. I tried to stay locked up in the room and almost went bonkers. I cannot pray like that. I don't like praying like that. I pray like that a little bit. I started walking on the beach. The beach is beautiful. Some of you get a beach routine. Walk through the neighborhood. The neighborhood's great. Walk and pray. Do something and pray. Take a stroll. Get fit. Take a walk. Now, do not watch TV and pray. It's not going to work. Okay? No, you cannot eat and pray. Not going to work. You cannot do certain things and pray because you're not going to pay attention. But get moving if you got to get moving. Walk around the neighborhood. Walk the dog. I don't care what you got to do. But tell me what you're going to do different with your prayer life. So what's it going to be? How many of you going to pray in the morning? Raise your hand. you going to pray in the morning. There you go. How many going to pray at late late at night, nighttime prayers? Good. Now, how much time are we going to give? Oh, here you go. You're like preaching. You want me to time it? Yeah, I want you to time it. Because I know what it's going to take first. It's going to take vision of discipline. I said five minutes. I'll stay here for five minutes. Then good. You do what you said you're going to do. Spend that five minutes. I ain't got no problem with that because I don't believe relationship starts until discipline is released. You know what I mean? Cause how you gonna a date? My wife wanna go on a date. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't spend no time with her. She ain't gonna. She not gonna be receptive. And it can't be my idea what I wanna do. I think we should go to the ball game, honey. That sounds fancy and cute. She don't do that. She wants to get pretty, and you go take her someplace and eat something cute. Now we can't eat, so we will walk and stare at one another. But you know what I'm saying? Find out what you, God wants your attention. He wants your presence. He wants you there. And i say, like, okay, well, I don't know how to pray. Pray in the Holy Ghost. I'm not filled with the Holy Ghost. Praise God. This is your month. Miss Kathy's got a prayer meeting every Wednesday night from 6 o'clock to 7. Every week. If you ain't filled with the Holy Ghost, go see her. She's going to get you filled with They're going to give you a little book, teach you about why tongues. You're going to pray in the Spirit, and you're going to get filled with the Spirit. If you do not pray in the Holy Ghost, you need to get filled with the Holy Spirit. Is it a requirement of heaven? No, it's a requirement for the earth. You need to have the Holy Spirit in the earth. And I don't know how to pray for you. you got, well, I've got four things I'm going to pray I just flip the switch. What do you mean you flip the switch? I hold you in my mind and pray for you with my spirit. I got your picture, and I hold it in my spirit. Which I means you—I don't care if you bring a picture in there and you pray in the spirit. It'll keep me connected. I'll start praying stuff out on you. It'll come out. I guarantee you. Done it before. Do it again. Hold you right there and pray in the spirit about you. Boom, oh, the stuff will start happening. You got to go pull those things in. Pray. Pray in the spirit. Got it? Got it? Pray. What's your prayer? Make a decision today. Don't go home and be like, oh, I'll get to it tomorrow. Today. I'm going home. Talk about it. I'm going to take the morning. I always pray in the morning. Well, you're not adding on. You're adding on. Where's your add-on? All right, I know what I'm going to do. None of them, I don't need no Cheerios in the morning. Forget about my Cheerio time. That's going to be my word and prayer time. Good. God bless you. I don't care. Just figure it out. It's not my business, really. I'm just pushing you towards a spiritual Come on, give them some. Here's the last thing we're going to give. What do you mean we're going to give? We're going to give. Why are we going to give? We're going to give a first fruit offering at the end of this thing. What is a first fruit offering? I want you to pray about it. You ask God. I'm not telling you what to do there. That's your own business. But some of you want to prosper like never before. Here's the thing I want you to see with this. I really like this. And I'm just going to read you one thing about this. What is a first fruit? What does a first fruit offering mean? First fruit offering is a yearly event where God is given an offering based on what you're believing your financial harvest to be. Get what I just said. This right here. What is, it's beyond my tithe. It's beyond anything I do. It's my first fruit. Okay. What is it about? What is a first fruit? It's a free will offering separated in addition to my tithe. And we see it in the Bible is also it's required of God to ask for the first best. Now here's the thing. What do I do? How's it different from my tithe? Ten percent of my gross income is my time. This is first fruit offering is a free will offering. Where do I determine? Here we go. What does a first fruit offering mean today? Here you go. A first fruit offering is a yearly event where we give God an offering. Based on what we are believing our financial harvest to be. It acknowledges God's ownership of everything that we own. And is given as a deposit or a down payment. Or guaranteeing God's greater blessing upon us for the rest of our financial harvest for 2020. So here's what it is. I'm going to bring a gift to God early. That's going to set the precedent for what I believe to receive in 2020 financially. Where do you find that? In you. You pray about it. Ain't my business again. How much do you give? Not my business. How do you find out what to give? Tell you, I did it. I went and prayed about it. God gave me a number. Came to my wife. Prayed and believed God. She didn't have a bigger one. Uh, <laughs> she agreed with me. I said, praise God. It must be the Lord. And you sow. I said, I couldn't. We, we, we were in a spot where I said, I can't really do that all one lump sum. And I told people what to do. And people in the church have done it. We gave it and installments as it came in, and by March it was all here. Blew me out of the water. Blew me out of the water. This year it took longer. It did. It took me almost the end of the year. It took 10 months to figure it all out. But every dime that God set, and it came miraculously. And the last one came from sources. If you would have said to me, would you pick out of this room what you think would be where it would come from, or pick this way of it getting here? It was as good as a seagull dropping out of the sky. And I didn't even realize it. I said, what's this? She goes, I know exactly what that is. I said, well, then praise be to God. Now this, let me explain to you why this is important and why I totally believe this is important to giving side to. This is about your faith walk with God in the arena finances. It's putting God first. It might be whatever it is, but I want you to pray about it. I want you to get an agreement about it, and then I want you to do it. And here's the thing. I don't want you getting all strapped out. Some of you don't go, oh, my God, how am I going to do it? You do it the way it comes, and you do it. And I, we pledged it, we gave monthly, we did it, we seen God fulfill it. There is people in this room that got, there's people in the room that made it through recessions, made it through lack, should have lost everything, didn't lose nothing. People got out of debt. Partners got out of debt. 800 some odd thousand dollars of debt got out. People getting out of stuff. How'd that happen? God. I don't know your journey. I don't know your walk. I don't know where you're at, but I know God's faithful. That's personal for you. Don't get no place you can't get. Pray about it. Ask God. Come together and then sow your seed. That's what it's about. We do that on the last day to fast. We pray, we fast, we give. First year we did it was the recession. I had no idea. We came to January. I didn't know in the fall or September or whatever, or July. I don't even remember when it hit. It was the summer, I thought. God said fast and pray, and we never did it before. Pastor Liz come from a great church, Pastor Bob Rogers, Louisville, Kentucky, great man of God. He's the original fast and pray guy. I said, you know anything about this? God told me fast and pray. She said, yeah, Pastor Bob did it all the time. I knew all these other guys doing it. Brother Hagin, we didn't do it that much. I said, okay, let's learn about it. We went in. I said, if anything, this is going to be better. After the first year, we seen what hit. We knew we were on it. We stood with it. God said, I didn't tell you to stop. So we're here. Decision. You can participate. You don't have to. You can participate on whatever you want to participate on. But I'm going to say this. I believe it's the greatest seed of the year we sow for our family and for our spiritual family, and I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you what. There's things that happen throughout the year. I know it's because of the seed I sowed early. It's my expectation of my financial harvest. That's between. That's personal. I don't tell you what to do. Never have told you what to do a day in my life. Never will. You know what I mean? Unless it's the direction of the Lord. But you do your part. So what am I to do? So I'm going to leave this building today. Now, you all got it. If you didn't get it, I know you made sure. Miss Sherry wasn't playing in the lobby. You got the list. You got the prayer request. You got the way to fast. You got it all. Now it's in your lap. What are you going to do with it? Now you don't have to. I don't want no condemnation. You don't have to participate. Some of, you have, some of you have health reasons why you cannot participate. That's okay. I don't care. Eat. Shut the TV off though and give God a half hour. Do something. Do something to change your life. Amen? I'm telling you today's your day. Amen? So we're going to get ready to take communion together. I, I'm going to let you do this. As they come and bring communion, I want to just tell you one thing, and then PL is going to tell you something. Here. This is what I'm really believing this year, okay, just so you know, because we're going to take communion together. And I want you to really do this. If you do this for me, then you, 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 you really, this would bust me. I just want you to ask God. That's all I want you to do. Promise me you'll do this. This is the only thing I ask you, Pastor, early. Go ask God and, and just be clear. That's it. That's not my, just, hey, God. What do we need to do as a family? You know what I mean? We And bring the kids into this thing. If you got the kids, bring the kids in. Man, I'll tell you what, the one year, we were, we were at the Miracle Center. And the kids were like, the kids came in. Man, I'll tell you what, Miss Stacy can give you probably some testimonies that I will not let, I'll let her share, or, you know, or she could write them down or I'll share them or whatever because I don't want the kids to ever know. Man, these kids gave up their Xbox. You know what that's like for a kid to give up an Xbox for 21 days? It's like withdrawals. The kids came back with no Xbox, no sugar. I was like, these kids, I went to Africa. The first time I went to Africa, the kids fasted and prayed and wrote me letters. I opened them on the plane. There was envelopes of stuff, and I pulled them out. Pastor Chris, we're fasting and praying for you. Man, I'll tell you what, I felt more faith from them little kids. They had glitter tigers and all this stuff. And I was like, these little kids are fasting and praying for me while I'm on a plane going to Africa. I, said, I swear to God, I'll punch the devil right in the face. I got, power. Pa- you know what I mean? It's like, these little kids were like, pray it and fast it, bring the kids in guys, hey you know what guys, we're going to have one scripture, one scripture a day as a corporate family we're going to sit down, and, bro we tried to have family prayer, it was a nightmare it was a total nightmare I couldn't. they couldn't sit still, bouncing off the wall, jumping all over the place Lauren and Lit, P.L., they, they didn't even help. they're supposed to be the worship team, they, they didn't do nothing, I'm singing songs, I'm like sing, I'm like sing they, you didn't help me, neither did you right I was like, sing something. They're not singing nothing. The kids are bouncing. I was like, I quit. Forget this. Send them to the church. Let Miss Stacy deal with them. Glory to God. They were young. I gave them to Sharice back then. I said, Reese will figure it out. Beat the tar out of them. Do something with them. Fix them. Right? But we tried. And I know it was like bedlam for the first. I was like, read the scripture for crying out loud. Trying to get one scripture and a little song out. It took like 45 minutes. But margin it down. Those are things you'll never forget. I'm still talking about it today. One scripture, one proverb. Something, something. Pull the kids in. I don't want to do it. Say, well, okay, you want to start paying the bills around here? They'll be quick and you want to eat today? Sit down. Look, and we know what I mean. Not too extreme, but do something. Do something as a family. Hey, we're going to get up and we're going to just we're going to spend five minutes of prayer. Five minutes. God, something different. Okay, were you giving God five minutes of family prayer before? If you weren't, how many know that's something different? Were you giving God a scripture every morning together? How many of you know that's something different? Husbands and wives, you got some tension in the marriage? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to work on our marriage for 2020. What's that going to look like? We're going to spend 15 minutes every night for 21 days, mandatory. We don't go to bed before we talk. How about that one? What's that? Get off the phone. Sitting in the bed, you got this thing strapped to your head. I'm going to duct tape it to your face. You keep looking at it like that. I told them in the staff. I told them in this church. They're working in the departments. They got the phone. I said, Roxanne, I'll send you the email. I said, tell them I'm going to duct tape it to their head and then I'm going to throw it at them. Greet, greet the people. Do your job. I'm being serious. You think I'm not mean. I'm, I'm a kind person. This thing is destroying people's marriages. Put the thing away. You know what we're going to do? Put the thing on the nightstand. No, we're going to leave it downstairs. We're going to go sit there. We're going to take 15 minutes. If you need to work on your marriage, how about 15 minutes? And some of the ladies are on the car ride home, guess what she's going to say? I like the 15-minute plan. That's what we're doing for the fast. Well, then you do it, guys, because she's better looking than you'll ever be, and you better wake up, all right? So come on. Get this thing going. Let's do it. Amen? Come on. Yeah, the ushers are going to tell you how to go. You're going to lead us in communion. As they tell you to go, come on. You guys can you come can receive. And, and as soon as you receive, she tell you. The ushers will
0: direct to you. And as you're coming to receive, go ahead. You can, you can come on it. and begin to come and receive the elements. But don't take it yet. Just take it back to your seat and hold it for a minute. You know I shared this on New Year's Eve that God had showed me something a little different about communion and I'm gonna share it with you because not all of you are here see 2020 is not only a new year it's a new decade it's a new season there's significance to that for some of you the beginning of this fast it's a new season it's a declaration that the rest of this year is not going to be the same as the past years that you've been going through and I thought about the very first time that Jesus offered communion to the disciples See, they were getting ready to enter a new season. They'd been in a season where they'd been walking with their master, where they'd watched him do miracles, where they had seen him do all these amazing things. They also watched him get persecuted, watch him have to run for his life, watch people revile him and all those things. But he was getting ready to go and he told them, now you're going to do what I do. And I imagine there was probably some questions. They probably had some hesitations. They probably had some fear involved. They probably thought, how am I going to make blind eyes open? How am I going to help dead people rise from the dead? How am I going to do all these things? Because Jesus had told them, greater works will you do than what I did. And before he left their side, he offered them communion. And he said, do this in remembrance of me. In remembrance of what not just of what he did but of who he was inside them when he left see when he left this earth he said I'm gonna give you something greater the Holy Spirit's gonna come on the inside of you he's gonna give you the ability it says in the Bible how can we do greater works because we have greater power how many of you know that the Bible says that we have the same power that raised Jesus from the dead on the inside of us that means we have resurrection power So every time the disciples encountered an obstacle, maybe they encountered a situation where they saw the blind, what could they see? With every confidence, they could rise up and say, I command sight to come into your eyes because the greater resurrection power is on the inside of me. When they encountered deaf people, they could tell them to hear. When they saw lame people, they could tell them to walk. When they saw the dead, they could say, life, breathe into these dry bones and watch them live. But see, not only that, it wasn't just for the disciples 2,000 years ago. That's for you and me today. And for some of you, this new season that you're entering into, it begins with this time of prayer and fasting. How many of you say that you don't want this to be the same as all the other years and you're ready to make a decision that we're going to move forward and that this year is going to be the greatest year of your life so far? Because see, next year is going to be the greatest year. And the next year is going to be the greatest year. Because we're going to go from glory to glory to glory. But it starts with a commitment. And it starts with an understanding. That's why we're going to take communion today. Because we're going to do it in remembrance that he's given us the power. He's given us the ability. Some of you say, I don't know how I'm going to do this fast. As PC said, you know, I, I, I was at church with Pastor Bob Rogers. He's the one that taught Jensen Franklin and all those guys how to fast. He taught them about prayer and fasting. He used to tell a story. He said, man, all these guys were doing these fasts in these churches, and everybody was knew about it, and people were giving them like million-dollar offerings. And I was like, wait, I taught you how to do that. Where's mine? He said that. But, but we used to do 21-day fasts. And, you know, the first time that God spoke to me to do a fast. See, the, here's the thing. You have to pray and ask God what he wants you to fast. If you try to do it in your own strength, it's not going to work. I've done a fast in my own power. It was a good thing, but it wasn't what God had asked me to do. But I'll tell you, I've done several fasts where I just had liquid for 21 days, but God told me to do it, and there was grace for it. It, it passed in a blink. And I believe that as we take communion this morning, we're going to do it in remembrance that he's given us the power and the ability and the grace for this fast, for this season, and for what we have coming up and coming ahead. Amen? And so you might, some of you might pray right now. Maybe you thought you were going to fast one thing. And in this time, maybe God's going to tell you something different. Maybe you said, oh, I'm going to fast sugar. And he said, no, you're not. You're going to do a a Daniel fast. I don't know how to. that scares me. Daniel fasts scare me because I don't know how to, I got to go cook and find all those recipes. But I know what God has asked me to do, but I'm open to do more if he's asking more from me. And I hope that you are too. I want you just to bow your heads and close your eyes. The Bible is very clear that we don't take communion. We do not partake of the Lord's Supper if we have anything in our hearts. Meaning maybe if you have unforgiveness in your heart right now, it's the opportunity to forgive and let it go. Maybe you have unforgiveness. Maybe you have, maybe there's something that you need to get settled out. Maybe you need to settle something out with God. Maybe you need to settle something out in your own heart. But you can do that right now, and I want to ask you just to do that. Just say, if you got to forgive, say, God, I forgive. If you say, I don't know how to forgive, say, God, I forgive by faith. Because we're going to take communion today. And we're going to seal this, as this covenant. In Matthew 26, it says, as they were eating, that Jesus took some bread and he blessed it. Then he broke it in pieces and he gave it to the disciples saying, take this and eat it for this is my body. So right now you can partake, you may eat the bread. And he took a cup of wine and he gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them and said, each of you drink from it for this is my blood, which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. And as you remember that liquid love, The sacrifice that he made and the ability that it gives you now, you may drink. And I just want to pray for you this morning. God, I thank you for every person in this place today. God, I thank you that as we've made the commitment that we're not going to be the same, God. That we're going to step into this new season, the year of greater glory. And God, we're going to seek you first beyond everything else. We're going to seek your face. We're going to seek your presence. We're going to seek your power. God, we're going to seek you. God, I pray that you would reveal yourself in a greater way. You said in your word, seek me and you will yes. find me. They that seek me with all their hearts. So God, as we go into this fast, God, as we seek you, God, I pray that we would find you. Find your peace. Find your love. Find your joy. Find your presence in a greater way manifested in our lives. And God, we love you today. Yes. And we thank you that as we partake of this communion, we seal yes. our decision that as we move into this fast in this time of consecration, God, that we will never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. Hey, listen, guys, I just want to remind you just quick, appreciate you guys staying the distance. If you're handing the cups, just hand them in this way towards the aisle. Um, I think it's inward right or whatever left. Your right. Is is this right? Yeah, right, right. Good right. Amen. Listen, don't forget Wednesday nights at 6, there's a special prayer class. If you want to learn more about prayer, you need to get filled with the Holy Ghost, go. Miss Kathy in the leadership is teaching it. It's powerful. It's going to be there. They're going to experience prayer. You're going to learn about prayer. You're going to be in corporate prayer. And if you need to get filled with the Holy Ghost, go. She's going to, going to talk about it. We're going to get you filled. You're going to pray. You're going to be awesome. They're going to lead you. They're going to guide you. It gives, me, gives them more time. We publicly are here to help. But that gives them an instructional class to help you really understand. There's no reason for dragging you up here and be like, oh, I'll figure it out. No. Go learn. Get some material. They're going to lay hands on you. You're going to receive. They're going to pray with you. It's corporate. It's going to be awesome. And listen, not this Sunday, but next Sunday night and the following Sunday nights, two Sunday nights during the fast at 6 o'clock, we're going to be here for a time of prayer, worship, and we're going to come together, all right? And I think we'll, we'll probably try to live stream it for the people that can't. This way you could be a part of it, even from your home. I like that. I don't have a problem. We just don't publicly, you know, because, like, somebody might go on and just, like, what else are those people doing? I don't care. We're praying. You know what I mean? But for you guys to know, we don't talk about, like, how much live streaming we're doing. You know it's going to be live stream. We do it. And there. Now, listen, Prayer Quest on prayer Quest to me, PL, personal, whatever, put them on the cross. We're going to be there. We're going to pray. And we're going to believe. Now, here's the biggest thing of all. You got help through this. Get on the social media stuff, all right? What do I mean by that? If you're fasting social media, what do I do? Call the office. They'll tell you how we can connect with you, all right? Meaning what? I need help while I'm doing this thing for 21 days. Yeah, I know. Even if it's a special email, we got to send you just that one place so you can get some help. We're going to be with you. The team's going to be with you. We're going to help you pray. Listen, if you stumble, man, I did this for a week, Pastor Chris, but I, I messed up. You didn't mess up nothing just get back up on your feet and let's go do the best you can if it's too much then get out don't worry about it don't do anything that takes you too far but do this let's do something all right 2020 is going to change when you change it so you're going to change it it's going to be great
0: and also just um so that you know like during the during the days of fasting, if you want to come and pray here at the church, you can. From nine to four, um, the sanctuary is open. They'll put worship music on when they get in here. Between nine to four, you can just ring the doorbell; someone will let you in. If you want to come on your lunch break and just come to the altar and pray, you can do that. It's available for you to do that. You can just come. Yes. You don't have to. You, nobody's going to be leading. It's not corporate. It's you at your own. We've come in here before, and there's people just laid at the altar just praying because sometimes there's something that you can get from God at the altar. Yes. Amen. There's something significant about that. So you're welcome to come and pray. Don't forget every Wednesday night, be here. Make a commitment to be here every service during this fast. And and we love you.
1: Yeah, when you stand up on your you. feet, just lift your hands to heaven. We're in. Amen. We're in. You're in. This is it. And don't forget, leave your prayer requests here. And, and, and here's the thing, guys. This is about you and God. I mean, I said, walk with God for a minute. I'm not saying I know what I'm doing, everything, but He ain't never taking nothing from me. He's never taken anything from me. He's a giver. You know what I mean? So never feel like, oh, if I go here, what's God? Nah, God ain't taking nothing from you. He's going to give to you. He just wants you in relation. You were designed for fellowship with Him. That's the one purpose you're here, to spend time with Him. It's going to be awesome. Amen. Father, I just thank you for each and every person here. I thank you, Lord, for their commitment to follow you thank you for the people watching by the webcast that are corporately with us thank you lord that only you could do what's getting ready to get done and we are so eternally grateful to you but lord i tell you what i just want these guys to know i'm so proud of them i'm proud of this church we're proud of each and every member because whether you do anything or you do nothing we're just proud that you showed up today to make a change as a pastor your number one desire in life is you people transform in god Not numbers, not this, not that, not the things that seem to be big. The big thing is watching people's lives change. I thank you for the commitment of these people to see their life change with you, Lord. Transformation is the key. Jesus said this is the greatest quality of all. You'll know them by the love that they have one for another. If we work on our love walk and we walk in love, it'll be the greatest season of our life to transform and show the world that ye are my disciples. Jesus didn't say a confession made you a disciple. It does. Jesus didn't say this makes you a disciple that he said "The love you have by the love you have for one another they will know that you are my disciple the characteristic of a christian is a love walker amen you walk in love father i just thank you for each and every one of us going to another level We bless your holy name in jesus mighty name we pray and everybody said amen praise the lord god bless you guys we're going to be with you all week long all 21 days you need us we're here